I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh my God, no! And, oh and, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, and and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it! Do it harder! Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. We just finished watching a brand new uh, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite program. What were your thoughts on uh, what you saw on AEW Dynamite? Um, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that uh, that Hangman match, man, where's that been for the last year? People have, there's been a lot of heat on Hangman. I think um, people have been shitting on him pretty good lately. I think uh, outside of the people who are observers of the business, because I think he's kind of lost the the juice, and it's time for him to lose that. Uh, championship that title that belt whatever we're calling it um yeah <laughs> uh i don't know if he's as hot an act as he was when he first got the belt etc cetera, etc cetera. so i i think it probably is time for him to get rid of it they need to book him down a little bit do a little reinvention re-exploration and stuff what, what do you think about that yeah i'm with you uh I, that's that was kind of what i was going to suggest you know being the consultant for uh the big <laughs> promotions that i am uh <laughs> No, well, I mean, it couldn't hurt. I mean, why not? I mean, it, it seems to do wonders for other people, and 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 he's the kind of guy that I think if you you put a new coat of paint on him a little bit, I I think he he could come back just just as hot as he ever was. But um, I, I'm not sure what happened there, man. I'm not. I've been trying to think about what where the ball got dropped on him, and, and I and I and I really don't know. It's just he just kind of he's just kind of there now. There's no character to him. He just you know he he can talk okay. I mean he's still not the greatest on the mic, but I mean he's I think he's gotten a lot better. And uh, I don't know. His ring work's still great, and I don't know. He's just it, there's just still not m- much punch to him. You know, I, I don't know. It's it seems to me odd that they would want to put the belt on CM Punk because he it just Punk doesn't need it. It's that he's it's one of those things, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't. Uh, yeah, I guess so, man. I, I I I don't know. I figured that belt would kind of go up and make its rounds to the bigger guys at some point, you know, like him and and Danielson and and Adam Cole and 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 all the bigger guys. They're going to hold that belt for a minute or two, you know. I don't. I don't. Maybe not for you know. Roman Reigns kind of shit, but but I, I, I that seems what AEW seems to be like to me. Somebody that would uh, do like something like that. Cole could do something with it, but you know, like I, I don't. Danielson and Punk don't need it. No, they, they don't them do it. They're all. I mean, I, what about Mox? I would, you think Mox needs it? <clears throat> no, I don't think Mox needs it. I mean, I think he could do something with it. Uh, it makes more sense to me to put it on Mox than it does on. Um, anybody, Eddie Kingston. I mean, it makes sense to put him, it, he, it would be helpful for him, I think, in a big way. Um, um, yeah, I think they need to strike while the iron's hot with, with, with him, man, with, with trying to make a little run for him. I mean, he, he's, he's one of those guys that are up there in age, man. He's probably what pushing 40 if he's not 40 already. So maybe the MVP of the promotion over the past year, year and a half, I think him along with MJF, 
you, you I mean you always you always make the the case that Jericho has been that too but I, I would say that Eddie Kingston and MJF to me have been the MVPs of that promotion over the last year and a half um yeah yeah, I, I'm trying to sit here and think. I, I, I can't. You can't really argue anybody else that's any better. Um, there was a wild Pierce Six situation at the end of AW Dynamite, in which the Young Bucks and then the Hardys, and then Darby Allen and Sting, and also Red Dragon also got involved and just beating the shit out of each other for a while. They pilmanized um, Sting's leg, his ankle. So you wonder if he's going to do some sort of injury thing, put a cast on that thing or something. I don't know. Probably. They 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 either sell shit or they don't on that on that for that promotion, <laughs> right? Right. So right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of like the Hardy Boys, Young Bucks thing. I mean, it's, it it could be worse. Um. Uh. The, the, you know, one thing I was thinking about though tonight when I saw that little thing with them, you were just talking about. You know how how would you feel if you were Matt Hardy? You know, you've been in that promotion pretty much almost from the get-go and you kind of got a hot return pop for a return when you first came back, but it was kind of during the pandemic too. So the place wasn't mm. exactly filled. Right. So it was kind of underwhelming. Uh, so that kind of wore off and the Hardy family bullshit. I mean, that, that just didn't fly. I mean, it was okay, but the crowd didn't pop or anything for it. So, but here comes Jeff <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, here he is deleting the hell out of shit again, you know, and mm -hmm. getting pops for it. So I don't but know. He's, he's I guess he's probably learned to live with it over the years, I guess. He's also dancing his way to the ring while his brother's getting the shit beaten out of him. Yeah, let's not forget that. <laughs> yeah, I think that thing was over pretty quick. I would agree with some people who say that. Let's go through... Uh, all at wrestling's dynamite program. We started with an Owen Hart uh, foundation uh, match, including a Joker, and it was Samoa Joe taking on. Da, 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 da. He's calling himself Johnny Elite. You used to know him as John Morrison. <laughs> Maybe you've known him as Johnny Nitro. Maybe you've known him as Johnny Mundo, but he makes his debut against uh, Samoa Joe, and he is immediately uh, beaten. <laughs> they, they beat the Joker right out of the, right out of the gate. Yeah, I was afraid of that. I mean, well, I mean, he, here's the thing, man. It's like whoever it was, it was not going to end well because if it was somebody, let's say it was somebody huge like uh, Johnny Gargano or, or Cesaro, yeah. you wouldn't want those guys to lose on their first out. Even if it's Samoa Joe getting the win, you don't want really either one of them to lose. So it, it was kind of a bullshit setup to start with. Um, but, I, you know, it I think he was about the perfect person to do that to. He would get a nice little pop. You know he's not going to really get pushed very much after this. And, you know, he, he loses. So to, to Samoa Joe, who, who that's fine. So I think it, if you look at it in that aspect, I think they picked the right person. But I was kind of getting hyped up for a Cesaro or something, you know. But, again, how would you finish that match? I mean, it makes sense, but you also got to feel like, hey, this is a big debut for you. They made a big deal out of it, and all of a sudden you get you get pinned. Yeah. And then the, the uh, afterbirth, as they say on the Jim Cornette experience, is that uh, the Indian Outlaws come out and beat the shit out of uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, Sanjay <laughs> Dutt, and then Jay Lethal, and then uh, Satan, Satinum, whatever his name is, he comes out and he... <laughs> is that his name, Satan? <laughs> Satan? Who I don't know. Satan? 
Um, uh, yeah, Sanjay Dutt with a yeah. pipe. Jay Lethal ran down, attacked uh, Joe. Satnam Singh followed and restrained Joe while Lethal hit him with the pipe, and then the best friends come out. Uh, Trent, Chucky T, and Rocky Ramiro. I thought Trent had COVID or something, but maybe that was a little bit of a go. And he, maybe he's gotten over it since then because Rocky Looks had to like fill it. in for him. He had, he had to fill in for him at some, at uh, a night. At, I want to say nitro at the uh, at the T, <laughs> at one of the he TNA deals. <laughs> it was <a> nitro. <laughs> he and he and Tank Abbott did an angle. It was really something. <laughs> I remember that there. Scott yeah. Norton interfered. It was great. <laughs> Three count came in and ran in. I thought it was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Evan Courageous, he's, he's an outrageous worker. That guy knows how to. Um, so we're down to the semifinals. They're not calling him Ray. They're calling him Ray Fenix. Did you catch? Yeah, is, am I, is no, that, more, no more, no more long e, no more long e on the fee. Phoenix. Is that, a, is that a recent development? I don't know, but I tell you what, one of my favorite cities, cities in this country, <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. It's beautiful. I love out there. fucking Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> I used to stop the out there. I used to stop out there at Meals Diner and get some of that chili. That was some good <laughs> shit. I tell you what, I've heard it's good. Yeah, it's really good. You can kiss my guy. I want to go to Mel's Diner. That's where I want to go. Oh, you Mel's is where you want to go? I've never yeah. heard of that place. What is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard there's a waitress there named Alice, and her friend Flo is there. Just fr- hoots. Her friend Flo? Yeah, Flo. <laughs> you can kiss her grites. Uh, oh. We only have some J- Dr. Dre music. <laughs> Joe will face the winner of Ray Fenix versus Kyle O'Reilly in the semifinals. Hardy boys Kyle backstage. O'Reilly. Yeah. O'Reilly auto parts. Um, <laughs> what, now, what did you think of the segment with the buckaroos and the, the Hardys? Uh, he said, I think Jeff said something. Stop with your Christian AFBS. Yes. <laughs> I, I had to go back and, I, I, and listen to that. I'm like, did he just say what I That's think? That's pretty funny. He's like, hey, stop with your Christian bullshit, which I think is essentially what he told him, which I think is like funny. <laughs> What about Punk's shirt when he came down? Well, you have to give, now, if you didn't see it, CM Punk came out with a shirt in Texas that said abortion rights are human rights, which you got to give him <laughs> some credit. I'm, I don't know how much of that audience really appreciate <laughs> Houston being a pretty blue city, but of course you're in Texas where they're trying to take overies immediately and put him in Greg Abbott's custody. Uh, you know? Yeah. Take that. I think the Texas position is that there's a heartbeat just as soon as the guy comes. I believe that's the – even if he skeets, they they decided there's a heartbeat there. <laughs> so, so can we throw away towels? Are we allowed to throw away towels? No. And shit every, like that? Can we not every, do that? We, remember the old uh, Monty Python, every sperm is sacred. They're gonna If you throw a towel in the wash, they're going to indict you. They're going to indict uh, Procter & Gamble. Uh, drowning. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> you have just drowned the sperm. Uh, uh, that's funny and he called oh by the way they called uh matt hardy called the bucks hardy cosplayers that's pretty funny. yeah that was good see matt uh, matt still play matt and jeff still play off each other very well i mean i, I can't deny that i, th- I think mm-hmm. they look they, they still they just they've just gotten older and 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 slower that's about mm-hmm. it a little fatter and the swantons don't hit and hurt people and stuff. No. But other than that, they're uh, the same. But guy. other than that, uh, it was the punk. I still like joining. their music. Their music still rocks. 
the Punkaroo joins commentary for the match, and it's Hangman over. I don't know. I would have said Kansuke Takashita, but that was not what they called him. It was like Kanse Takashita, I believe is yeah, what they went it with. Was, uh, I don't know. Justin Roberts practicing 20 minutes to get that correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave them a lot of time. There was a lot of time there. It was a good match, though, man. You got to admit. That was a, I, I didn't know who this Japanese guy was. Yeah. I, I, I thought, you know, maybe he's got some cred over there, man. I'm just not familiar with him. I, I just don't. I, I, it I, seemed like I, a pick out of left field to me to have hangman face. I mean, this is their, uh, I think people. that's their, that's their love letter to Abushi saying, come to AEW. You've heard about the Abushi situation. In yeah, Japan. Yeah. 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 It still continues to be uh, a process and it's ongoing and he's begging the promotion to fire him. And they're like, no, we're not going to fire you. You're, you're being held hostage. And uh, that sounds so familiar. I know, <laughs> doesn't it though? More on that later because we will have more on that later. Uh, Takashi wanted the jumping knee, but Page countered it, reversed another flying clothesline into a forearm. Page brought Takashi into the top rope where Takashi hit a diving clothesline. Page popped up. Hit a lariat of his own, followed by the old buckshot, but that didn't end things as Page hit the GTS because Punk did his finishing move the week before, and wow, are those guys pissed about that. And then it was a stare down when it was all over, and then that was it. Yeah. Uh-huh. A, yeah. But yes. th- th- I thought, th- but again, I thought the match was good. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was for, for that style of match, yeah, it was pretty good, especially as a TV match. Um, a video promo aired with Fuego del Sol calling out House of Black. He said it was time to even the odds with the Dark Order at his back. They will battle on Rampage. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Dark Order, Colt Cabana was on Young Rock a couple weeks ago. Was he? He played the Brooklyn Brawler, and then on his uh, podcast, on Colt Cabana's podcast, a lot of navel-gazing with, How'd I do? How'd I do, Steve? How'd I do? Did I do good? Did I do good? How'd I do? There was a lot of that. It was really... It was interesting. God, Brooklyn Brawler. I don't get it. I don't get how yeah. he, uh, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's, producers of Young Rock, whatever. It's a, it's an entertaining show. I, I, I see how it pisses off like every historian at all because it's th- this this universe that they've created is like there's there's no reality to it at all. There's there's like none of it. Like when when Rock went to try out Corpus Christi. There's Stone Cold Steve Austin. The guy they've got playing Austin has some sort of Caesar haircut. Hey, kid, how are you? Good to see you. Get out there and sell. That's all you can do. Goddamn, kid, you're Rocky Johnson's boy. How are you? And there's a, the, the weirdest thing is that um, they call it the Polynesian Hawaiian promotion that supposedly the Rock's you know grandmother was running. And that place exists. You wouldn't believe the talent roster, the Polynesian Hawaiian uh, wrestling. Listen to this. It's like the greatest <laughs> assemblage of talent. Jake the Snake Roberts, um, Sergeant Slaughter, Randy Savage. Uh, I don't think Hogan's there, but Ch- John Studd is there. Um, Andre the Giant is there. <laughs> Man. And, and their announcer is Mean Gene Okerman. He just lives I, out in Hawaii. Totally. I, I, bet that, I bet that damn roster packs the Honolulu Dome. It's crazy. Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas are like a great, you know, babyface tag team in that promotion. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> Waikiki Arena is probably rocking for that. 
Tell you what, damn it, kid, get out there in your dark mansion, do good, okay? And he's out there talking. And like, uh, I think Mankind was in the locker room in Corpus Christi as well. <laughs> wishing, wishing the rock well. <laughs> Goddamn kid, you gotta get a reaction. And he- <laughs> oh, that's good shit right there. Man. Um, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland defeating the Workhorsemen. J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. Uh, it was a match. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Lee and Swerve hit a doomsday senton splash for the quick win after the match. Lee announcing he and Swerve are now a top five ranked team. They just they just put themselves in the top five. <laughs> we declare we are number five. Is anyone else going to counter that? I'm Keith Lee. <laughs> um, For if you do, the <laughs> wrath of thy will come down on you. Is he trying to go for like a preacher? Is that like a Shakespeare thing? Or what's he trying to I don't do know. there? Somewhere in there, man. I don't know. They were uh, interrupted by Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs of Team Taz. Fucking Starks. Ricky Starks, man. Love Ricky Starks. Starks called them jabronis and said it was ridiculous. That uh, They thought they deserved a title shot. Like, if, if MJF were not like the greatest heel in the universe right now, Ricky Starks will be getting a lot more play and a lot more pub in this promotion. Agreed? Yeah, I think he still needs to. I think I'm glad they're doing him like they're doing him, but I, I think they could, yeah, I definitely think they can do more with him. I mean, it's unfortunate for him that MJF just continues to kick every bit of ass, including that that previous week when they were up in New York with the Islanders jersey and doing all this shit. Was, God, that guy, he cannot help but be entertaining. Oh, my God, he is so fucking entertaining. And that's the problem with him. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, I think they had this discussion on – Conrad Thompson's My World with Jeff Jarrett is like the they're, they're he's talking to Jeff. He goes, you know, there's a a school of thought that you can't make money with cool heels because they eventually just they just wash out your baby faces and make your baby faces look like chomps. And they talked about you know the 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 template for that is Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. And I'll I'll do a visual here on the podcast. It's when they would be in the ring. Hall and Nash would be in the baby face and be saying something to him. And they do the thing where we'd put like his hand under his, under his mouth. And, Ooh, like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and completely undercutting everything that the baby face ever did. Right. Just, yeah, just like yeah. killing, like just killing them. So that, that was the debate that they talked about. And MJF is a cool heel. Um, I was talking to somebody about this last night. And I said, now the, the test for this guy is if they ever, if they turn him baby face, and it can be done. What kind of a baby face would he be? Because I think he'd be eventually a good baby face. Because if you're a good heel, you can be a good baby face. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boy. Uh, but he's, he's I, a natural I, I think heel. he could do it. He is definitely a natural heel. No question. Natural yeah. heel. Uh, I, but I do think, excuse me, that um, he can kind of become sort of a, I'm not going to say on the Stone Cold Steve Austin level. But he could be something of that kind of character to where he's kind of an asshole, but he's not he's not as mu- so much of an asshole that he's going to break rules just to break rules and fuck people up just to fuck people up. There's a reason behind it kind of thing, you know. So um, Jurassic Express coming down alongside Christian Cage. The new talk is that Christian Cage needs to turn on those guys. That's that's like the new kind of. 
zeitgeist is that that's that's what needs to happen to that act what do you think that, about that? well here's my prediction here's what i think is gonna happen all right notice um he said that uh they're gonna have that one-on-one on one match next week with uh right. jungle boy and starks and whoever all right so i say jungle boy loses that again another singles match that he's lost and and he and christian will have a little talk you know like last time and when he christian called him a loser you know he you know, basically, on and then in that interview thing that he did a couple of weeks ago. So I think that's that's setting everything up for that that three way tag team match they're going to have a double or nothing. I think that they lose, and that's when Christian turns on Jungle Boy. And I, I, I and I'm also I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to say Luchasaurus and Christian turn on Jungle Boy. And Interesting. This is wild. This this is. Uh, this is what I think they should have done a while back. That could really work. That could that could actually work. I could see that. I think so. And especially if they're going to try to build Jungle Boy back up again, because remember when they had him up against Omega and trying mm-hmm. to push him up and all that stuff. I I don't know. I don't know if that was for a reason or not, but I, they should have waited because maybe people will forget about it. I don't know. But, but yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, we'll see, though. If both of them, like um turn on him that makes him way more sympathetic the uh, jungle boy the the match next week is jungle boy against swerve against ricky starks there you go three-way dance yeah swerve that's what that's the other one statlander and red velvet backstage velvet said they weren't friends anymore and she's trying to win the tournament statlander said it was strictly business jade cargill and kira hogan walked up saying jade was a real leader unlike statlander jade cargill on social media saying that her dream is to be on the cover of the sports illustrated swimsuit issue and she is a hard worker, and she will do what it takes to make that happen. In another world, in another life, Jade Cargill would have probably already done Playboy. If that was still a thing, I would. I think they would probably have already Jade yeah. Cargill, and I think it would have sold pretty well too. It would have mainstreamed her uh, a lot. I better. might have had one, maybe, maybe oh, not. Oh, I would have been there. I would have been there. I would have been. I would have been murdering a lot of sperm. Um, <laughs> MJF insulting the Houston crowd a lot before sending for Wardlow, who showed up cuffed, shirtless, and accompanied by security as usual. MJF spat in Wardlow's face. That's that's some pretty good heat, actually. That worked out good. Wardlow completely no-sold, even laughed off all the lashes. MJF completely snapped, screaming, I hate you, and I know it hurts at Wardlow, while Wardlow just stood there while he was getting whipped. Wardlow had very visible welts. Wow. Spears took a shot at the whipping for the eighth uh, and ninth lashes on the ninth one. He got an MJF's face. MJF took it back uh, for the 10th, but instead opted to low blow him, whip him more, and choke him as Spears restrained the cuffed Wardlow. MJF struck Wardlow with the dynamite diamond ring, and Spears hit him with a C4. That's so that that feels like to me that Wardlow's going to go over at the pay per view, which I think he probably needs oh, to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think oh. He, probably need, he probably needs to go over. I don't think it hurts MJF to lose, but God, MJF's hot as balls right now. That's a hot act. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but it's it's all set up for MJF to lose, just like all these, man. Just like every one of his feuds are set up for him to lose at the pay-per-views. It's a good sign, though. I mean, like, you've, you've heard Ric Flair talk about, like, you know, the figure four was such a an awesome move and everybody feared it, but he never won with it. <laughs> you remember <laughs> You, you've heard him say that shit. Yes. <laughs> More on Ricky Flair later. Rapongi Vice backstage. Listen, you know that's um, something they did in New Japan. 
That was uh, Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta, and they were awesome. And I think the Rapongi Vice merchandise is still available at Rocky Romero's website. So go grab some of that. Uh, Rapongi, by the way, is a very posh part of Tokyo. It's like their Beverly Hills, if you will. Trent said they were back together full time. Romero wants all the tag titles: ROH, IG, uh, IWGP, and JPW, AEW, EIEIO. <laughs> Trent then challenged FTR to a match. Mm, I don't know. How do you feel about FTR dropping those ROH or the AAA ones to uh, Rupongi Vice? Mm. I don't know, man. Not right now. I, I, I think FTR needs to hold on to those things for a while. I have to talk about somebody that's hot right now. I don't know. The Vice are... Re- I saw the Vice one time on ROH have a really good match. It may have been against the Briscoes, and it was a barn burner. I mean, it was killer. It's I one of the I best. That, one. that has been about four or five years ago, but that was one of the yeah. best matches of the year on ROH TV, for sure. I'm, uh, I, you know, I'm thinking maybe Trent and... Uh, and Rocky may turn on Chucky here pretty soon. I don't, I, I don't, I don't get a lot out of Chucky. I just don't get him as being, and I mean, maybe that makes him a sympathetic character. I don't see a lot there, dude. You know, I, you know, I don't either. And I, and maybe this whole thing with him and Trent and, and the best friend is maybe holding him back a little bit because he was known as a big singles wrestler. I was, when I first heard about him, I guess on the independent circuit a few years yeah. ago, it was like him and, and people like Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. And, 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 and some of those guys and, and like Zack Sabre Jr. And even like juice Robinson, look, they've gone and done all kinds of shit. And, and Chuck Taylor's not really done. A, I mean, he's done some things, but most of it's been with AEW. I don't know. I really don't know what all he's won outside AEW. He may have won some independent shows or AAA. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say I do, but it just seems like those other guys that were kind of along him, along his level when they first came up. They've advanced, and he's kind of exactly, yeah. From where I'm looking, at least where he is right now, he's he's like generic indie guy. Yeah, I just don't see any there there. You know, they did the best the best friends thing a few years ago, which was like a big deal for him and stuff. But I. I think he's just like super generic indie dude at this point. But I, but I think he's he he's kind of like uh, he's kind of like Hangman. I think if you put a little new coat of paint on him and, and freshen him up, I think he's got the ability to to do something. It's just whatever figuring out what to do with him. I guess put him in the dark order. I'm kidding. God, come on. <laughs> The faction that will not die, even though their leader has. Owen Hart Cup Tournament Finals, Kyle O'Reilly defeating Ray Fenix with Alex Abrahantes. Um, the writer at Wrestling Observer goes, this was a really enjoyable, high-energy matchup. So Ray Fenix is now um, out. Kyle O'Reilly is advancing to the semifinals, and he's got Samoa Joe. That's going to be the next matchup. There that. Kyle O'Reilly, to me, Person, this is a personal opinion, you, and, and everybody has their own opinion. But this is my opinion of him. He's a great wrestler. He's great in the ring, man. He, he there's not a lot of people that are better than him in the ring. I think uh, overall. That being said, I think he he's weird, man. He's something about him is just yeah. I don't know. He just comes down. He seems kind of 
I don't know, just jerking around and doesn't, I don't know. It's just maybe a white boy kind of can't, no rhythm almost kind of thing. It's, but he he can't really talk on the mic that well. I don't know. It's just but outside that, I mean, I can't I can't believe they were, they were actually going to try to push him to be the main guy on NXT there for a second. If he, he's another one of those guys. If he's six inches tall, or he probably would have had the kind of run that Cesaro had in WWE. You know, you think so? Well, and, and again, if if MJF is four or six inches taller than Vince is like trying to knock his door down, he doesn't care whose contract he breaches. You know. Yeah, yeah, well, good point. Um, Chris Jericho and William Regal in a face-to-face confrontation, the Black Fool Combat Club. What is our what is our current opinion on the faction known as the Blackpool Combat Club? I like it. I like them. I know that Brian Last is upset because he was really digging um heel Brian Danielson, and now that's kind of been taken away, and Brian Danielson's not doing promos or anything now. Well, here's the thing, man. People people will boo him when he says stuff that that will piss people off on on um when he's talking on the mic. But in the ring, he still gets cheers. He still gets cheers when he comes down and mm. you know his entrance and people still do the yes shit. So, you know, he he could I think that I think that to me, I, I think that he's in a great position right now where he can still be kind of a badass with with this hang these with these guys with Moxley and all, but still be a kind of a baby face too. You know, people still cheer him and he doesn't have to be, you know, catered to every single thing the fans do like he used to, but he could still be, you know, somewhat of a baby face, but still be a badass. It was the Blackpool combat back club joined by Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz. Do they have a faction? Do they call themselves anything? Proud and powerful. Uh, is that, but is I don't they know call what three of those guys do. I don't know. I don't think they do. Then the uh, as as Jim Cornette calls him the Japs, the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo Parker cut Judas off, so the crowd wasn't allowed to sing it. A few tried anyway. Jericho complained that Regal orchestrated last week's attack. He addressed Regal, saying he was all wasted potential. He could have been one of the greatest of all time, but Regal ended up as a world class addict. Jericho then ran down everyone Regal uh, was up there with, insulting Santana, Ortiz, and Kingston. He calls Danielson a nerd, saying that if he stuck around with Regal, he'd eventually have to join the program with Moxley. Jericho recommended that Regal go home or he'd throw a fireball in his face because he's a wizard. Um, <laughs> Regal said he's had to listen to Jericho's whiny voice since they met, and the only thing that would make him feel worse would be the screams from a burning orphanage. <laughs> The one thing that's kept Regal going is he'd like to take Jericho's toothbrush and put it up his bum. Garcia got hot, so Regal <laughs> <laughs> said he did it to him last week. Um, Jericho had enough, so he challenged him to an annual stadium. Oh, we're making Stadium Stampede into an annual event now? Mm. I was just so hoping that cinematic wrestling was dead. I, You know, we ran it for about as much as we could. It had a good five-year run. And I was hoping that that would be, that would be it, right? Not, not the case. Moxley cut him off, saying they wouldn't get involved in that sports entertainment stuff at double or nothing. It'd be five on five gang warfare. Jericho accepted, saying his side was a well-oiled machine. He brought up all the internal issues between the Blackpool Combat Club members and Santana Ortiz and Kingston. Kingston blew Jericho off and demanded they get in the ring and fight. 
the Japs acted like they were going to, but then Jericho said, forget it and walked off. Kingston wanted to pursue, but Danielson stopped him, leading to a shoving match. Uh, like, Dante, uh, look, I was going to say it looked like Jake Hager had been dipping into the, the Jackson boys where – I was saying what it is. Yeah, 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 those matching shorts and shirt on. Kind of. Mm. Hager's interesting. He's kind of been under underutilized in the promotion overall. I would say, sorta. Yeah. Very odd. Um, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel backstage. Seidel said Regal side was focused on too much of a fight, so they give them a match on Rampage. I believe Rampage will be airing uh, right about one o'clock on Friday afternoon. I think that's nothing. I think they're back in their regular spot on Friday, or they're pretty close oh, to it. <laughs> awesome. I can watch Days of Our Lives and turn it right over to Rampage. Yeah, lately it's been, hey, Judge Judy, followed by Rampage. I mean, that's that's basically <laughs> what's been going on. Um, but we're, you know, we're we're in the conference finals in the NBA. So you got really as far as those numbers impacting um AEW and also WWE. Obviously, w, the AEW Dynamite went head-to-head with that game one of Golden State against Dallas. You got two national brands that are still left in the playoffs, that being the Celtics and Golden State. Um, but, you know, they're still getting monster, huge, massive, unbelievable numbers. I wouldn't be surprised when they did that schedule release in NFL last week if that didn't get just a big, big number. I didn't see what it was, but I bet it was there, – there was a hope and a wet dream in the NFL – um, executive suites that they get a better number than the uh, playoff game for the NBA that night with the schedule mm-hmm. release, but I don't, I don't think that happened. But well, personally, this is the way I feel. I don't know about you, man, but like as far as like the big, the, the big four sports, <clears throat> I like all the regular season, of course, but besides football, like NFL week to week. Everybody else, I just can't wait for the playoffs, basically. Well, particularly, I'd say NBA and NHL, the playoffs. Particularly, particularly them. Maybe not as much baseball. I can can watch baseball. Baseball does tend to get a little long season-wise. I can follow follow zero regular season NHL. When the playoffs come, and especially now that they're getting into the second round and stuff, yeah, that gets way intense. It's crazy. Oh, man, it's just so not even close to being – in the a regular season game for the NHL. Oh, it's just not. It's amazing. When you get into the late spring, the early summer, when people were like really craving that shit and that both of those leagues really crank it up. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. And 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 for NBA that man, that goes back to like late eighties when, uh, you know, the Pistons and Knicks and Bulls and Lakers and, and Celtics and 76ers all were hot as hell. And, and you know the the regular season was great, but man, when those playoffs hit, holy it was shit, different. Just a see, whole different thing. They were they've been. You know, I've been watching Winning Time, that series about the Lakers on HBO. That's been pissing off a lot of people. And they just had the you know the nineteen eighty NBA Finals, which rookie Magic Johnson wins his first NBA championship, and he's named the MVP. Um, and what they didn't mention, and what you and I know, is that those games were not televised live. They used to do, <laughs> gather around the campfire. And uh, Grandpa's going to tell you a tale. This is what would happen. <laughs> On your CBS affiliate, you'd be watching the news, and they go, okay, right after this news is over, because there is another great one. They didn't have any late-night shows on CBS. They would have what they called the CBS mystery movie. Remember how Letterman used to mock that? 
Yes. The CBS mystery movie was an episode of Macmillan and Wife followed by an episode of McLeod. That's what the CBS mystery movies were. After, da, da, da. Your, after your 1130 local news, that, that would that lasted for many, 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 many years. So they would go on the sports, on your local news, whether you were in Peoria or whether you were in LaGrange or whether it doesn't matter. They would go, all right, we're going to show the score of the game. If you don't want to know, if you're going to stay up and watch it, <laughs> turn watch. your head away. And they'd give you about five or six or seven seconds ago. Okay, now you can come back. And then immediately after oh your local God. news was over, they would have the tape delayed NBA championship. NBA championship game, like the finals. They were not showing them live. Not How does that happen? Prime time. How does forget, that happen? Forget prime time. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't happening yeah, like at prime all. Time. What? So that was what was happening back oh in the day. You were not man. able to, and that seems, God, that was an eternity ago. God, I, you know, and when you say that, I can mentally, I can picture the font that they used on the sports to show like the scores and stuff from 1980 or whatever. Eventually as time went on and you finally getting some more of those big stars and it was Magic and Bird that helped kind of herald it. And of course, later on, it was Jordan. They were like, yeah, probably we should have some of those games like, on during the day, at least on the weekend, when you show one or two of them, and then eventually they were like, "Oh yeah, we could probably have the playoffs and stuff in prime time, and the finals probably in prime time. That probably wouldn't be a bad thing. That that wouldn't <laughs> suck." Oh, here we are. It feels like it feels like NBC was a big part of that when NBC got that package and stuff. The NBA on NBC, the NBA on NBC, yeah, yeah. And it was. It feels like they were the ones that really kind of pushed toward. Because I think everybody everybody knows by now when uh, when Orenthal was doing his his magic carpet ride in the white Bronco, they were interrupting. I think it was a wasn't a Bulls Knicks game or something like that. I think so. I Bulls or maybe it was a Knicks. Right. Or maybe it was a Knicks Pacers or something. But there was an something. NBA play. Yeah, there was an NBA playoff game that was going on. Um, TJPW's Makaito Ito, who stopped by uh, AEW in early 2021, is the female Joker. She also loses to Dr. Shittaker. There you go. Uh, Tony Storm, who will be Baker's semifinal opponent. Low-key hot Tony Storm. Does not get the real love that she should get, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I've always thought she was kind of low-key hot. Um, yeah. I, I just – there's something about her, though. I, I'm not – I don't know. I, I like her, but there's something about her I'm not 100% sold on. I don't. I can't put my finger on it. Does that uh, make sense? Yep. She, she's a. Uh, I like her, but I don't love her. Um. Oh, we got we got hot Lexi back on Monday night. Yes, sir. Yes, hot sir. Lexi with, with yes, no sir. Doll, sans doll. See, we've been what have been we've been waiting for like three years for this, right? I, I, it couldn't have happened any sooner, dude. It's like you know, it does. Her nose look great. Remember, I was telling you about her. Oh yeah, no, that doesn't oh, look like any. It looks, it looks like nothing's been done. I mean, whoever she no. got, she paid top dollar for. I don't know. It looks like it. If she didn't. Speaking of plastic surgery, there's a series in the New York Times about well, not a series, but it's an article about Brazilian butt lifts. Mm. Wow, horrific, horrific procedure. Uh, they showed uh, it's it's just awful. And then, like, if you're in a place like Miami where you got a ton of people doing it, you can get a much cheaper rate than you're, if you're like, I don't know if you're someplace like Chicago where there's only like five or six guys doing it. In Miami, they got dozens of people to choose from. So, okay, you get the, the surgery, 
And there are these recovery places for the thing that are set up around the country. And women have to go there because you can't really sit on your ass for two weeks after the surgery. The you can't. Do you I, don't, do? I don't know. And I don't know how you shit. I don't know how that somebody that was. That's, uh, that was, was my next question. I have, I have no idea. I, this is they transport these women for their post-op appointments in a van with a mattress like laid down in the van where the woman could just lay on her belly to go to her post-op appointment to make sure like she's not infected and oozing and all it's. It's a horrible thing. It's a fucking awful thing. Um, oh Lord! Right, I, I was cringing. I'm like, Ugh, that's not that's not sexy. You know, that's I mean, that's bad. And, and it's for what it is. It's it, it, that's what makes it so bad. It's not like well, it's some something that you have to have done some surgical procedure that that that's life or death kind of shit. That's one this, thing. This was the thing that got. This was the thing that occurred to me is like women get this done, and women can do whatever they want to with their bodies. I don't care. But if they, they like, they do this, and then they attract a guy who ain't worth a shit anyway, right? You go through thousands of dollars <laughs> lost, and you go through the two week wonder tour, and then you go through everything that you go through with the pain and the suffering, and then you eventually attract a guy that ain't worth a shit anyway, right? Right. That that's how I, that's my feeling that's, on it. That seems the case. Yes. But if you're using it in some of these places, like for business, if you're like, I don't know, if you're a real estate agent in L.A. or you're a stripper, or act, I don't know. Far be it for me to tell you what to do. But the, from here, it looks like just an awful, awful thing to do to your body, uh, as you point out, electively, voluntarily. Yes. Oh, and that's my rant. In the ring, Tony Schiavone announced next week would be AEW's three-year anniversary. Serena Deeb apparently is the new Dr. Britt Baker. She interrupted him and said she was tired of hearing him talk. She had a lot to say about what she felt like. She wasn't getting enough respect, and she eventually invited out Dustin Rhodes only to call him a failure. Deeb talked about all the stuff she went through in WWE, like getting breast implants. Were those implants? Because I, I just figured like she just was fucking huge, because those were ridiculous. Do you remember her I, implants? Uh, yeah, I want to say I do remember her getting implants. I'll give you a hint. Her tits got to the ring 10 minutes before she did. <laughs> Not anymore, though. It was, they were, I guess I should have known, but they were, I mean, any anybody, there's another, that's another um, plastic surgery thing. Anybody who okayed that, because those were beyond stripper, beyond porn star, the ones that she had. Mm. Um, the shaving her head, which was a great angle, by the way. I'm yeah, sure, a, I hope she got extra money for it, but it was I good. Hope so. I bet she didn't. That was some real fucking heat. And she demanded an answer from Dustin about why he doesn't think she can beat Thunder Rosa. Deeb slapped Dustin. Rosa ran out to get in Deeb's face, but Deeb was able to strike her with the belt and escape. Let's talk about Dustin's uh, brother for just a moment because I think the lisp is getting more pronounced in world wrestling entertainment. <laughs> Seth Rollins, suffering succotash. <laughs> You're gonna wait till I get my hands on you, hell in a cell. Like, what did what'd you say? We're gonna go Thel? Who's Thel? <laughs> no, hell in a cell. Thel. C E L L. Our, our our thoughts and our prayers and our fears about Cody may be coming true if they're already putting him in a cell. Well, and I'll tell you, I think part of this is now the the there's some initial panic over the fact that they're not going to have Roman for big shows for a while, right? So now you're having to step it up 
And now th- this seems bizarre to me. They go to great lengths to have Cody film that promo piece in the middle of Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas to make sure that everybody knows yes. that on July the 2nd, we're going to have hell in a cell or we're going to have uh, money in the bank at the home of the Raiders, which is like, I think you can put 80,000 people in there for wrestling fairly easily. I don't think it would be I tough. would think so. Oh, by the way, we're not going to have the number one guy in the promotion. <laughs> Did I mention he's not going to be on the card? The biggest star that we have in our promotion uh, can't can't make it. Can't can't do it. Oh, that about seems that. that seems that's that's and I, and I'll tell you another thing is there if they end up trying to push Cody as the big star of Money in the Bank and then all of a sudden it doesn't sell out and it doesn't do well, which they're going to lie about the attendance anyway. Obviously, that's just oh, what they course. do. I don't know. There could be some internal heat on him already if that thing doesn't doesn't go over well because they've put a lot of effort into him. They've said he's the number one star on Monday night, yada, yada, yada. And if all of a sudden they lay a big fat egg in Vegas on July 4th weekend, could could be some could be some heat on the golden child there. Well, can't say we didn't tell you so. It's maybe some maybe some buyer's remorse plans because they'll they'll turn on you real quick and we'll get to that story in just a moment. <laughs> Owen Hart Cup semifinals, Adam Cole defeating Jeff Hardy with Matt Hardy, and that was all the stuff we told you at the end where everybody was beating everybody down. Uh Cole is already in. Uh, the semifinals, and he will face the winner of Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe. It says that's what that says. So there you go. Yeah. Um, the big news of the week, of course, being that uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi have walked out of uh, Monday Night Raw. They walked out uh, either as the show was starting or just before it started. And there's various um, versions of the story. It seems that the most realistic and the one that they've leaked out from their side, as far as Sasha and Naomi is that they were asked to put this tag team together, not because they wanted to, but eventually they got it over. And in the six weeks or so since WrestleMania, they've done really well. And now they're being asked to turn on each other and blow it off. And then Sasha is going to go over and she's going to start feuding with uh, Ronda Rousey on, on SmackDown. Right. Isn't that what you read? Uh, I thought it was Ops. I thought it was Sasha was going to be again. Is that right? Sasha and Ronda Rousey? I thought that's what they were going for. Maybe it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, but one of them, Ronda Rousey, and then uh, I guess uh, whoever the champ. Was it Belair? Yeah, Naomi Bianca. and Bianca. Yeah. So, depending, I mean, depending on what you believe, and we can get to the, the company story in just a moment as well, um, the company putting out an instant burial of them. Now, what so the they fuck were, was that? That was bizarre, unusual. Um, they're going to try to blow it off as a work, but they're they're pissed. The, according to a lot of folks, the, the the ladies went to producers and like, can we work with something here? Because this isn't making sense to us. The producers were completely unprofessional, accused them of being babies, acted like children, the producers did, and stormed out. And they stormed out of meetings, and they tried a couple times to figure it out. And then either just as the show was starting or just before, um, they placed their belts on a table and said, peace out. And um, they have been taken off of live shows. The company issuing a statement talking about the unprofessional behavior of Sasha and Naomi, 
the company's narrative makes it look like they did not want to put um, Dewdrop and Nikki Ash over. Would you say that that's accurate, what I just said, my portrayal? I was taking it as they didn't want to work with them because of like oh, they're not safe. safety. Yeah, yeah. That's how I took it. Even though it didn't really say I don't, that I never I ever saw it. It was kind of vague as far as what they kind of meant. So the, the company that is always very, very forward about making fun of female talent being fat and ugly and awful now is really protective of these these particular two characters. <laughs> Over the years, they've done, you know, remember Piggy James and all the stuff that they've done, if anybody gained any weight at all. And, you know, Nia Jax was a curiosity at best, and they did a lot of stuff to make fun of her. But now they've decided that uh, Sasha, that Sasha and Naomi were just not being fair to these two people. And that's their narrative. And people were like, when is the company ever buried? Well, they, they buried Austin when Austin walked out on, on Lesnar on that situation when they were going to book him in that Atlanta thing on a cold match, essentially, they, they buried the fuck out of Steve Austin. Uh, I don't know if they did on the air, like Corey Graves oh, yeah. did. They, did they, they did do it on the air? Almost like, not, I, I not that night, but in, yeah, in the, in, in subsequent weeks, they were like, Austin took his ball and went home. Oh, okay. screwed- yeah, you're right. They did do that. I, I, I guess I was referring more to that particular night, I guess. Yeah, it was it, Corey Graves was instructed to bury them and he did. And then they released the statement, which buried them, and they did. So I don't know where we stand with the story. I've not heard any updates. They had a couple of days to cool off. I'm sure there's massive heat on them with the WWE right now, but I also don't know that the WWE is in a position to do much of anything punitive towards them. There's been a lot of people who have said, hey, this would be a great time for um, Roman Reigns to step in and go, I don't think you guys are treating him right. If you're a huge star and you can speak up for some of the women, then you do that. You've seen some shows of support from various people, um, both guys who used to be in the WWE. I think I think Dax put something out there that was very supportive of the women. Uh, you've seen some cryptic messages from current WWE superstars that appear to be supportive. Um, I... I would just be very cautious to my guy, MJF, who we both love and adore and think he's the greatest heel in wrestling right now. Uh, MJF, of course, has been playing footsie with the WWE and Bruce Pritchard and all that. Just just be careful what you're, you're looking into here. Because I think this is a cautionary tale for you, Max. This is what can happen to you if you get a, end up going over into this wonderful promotion that can make you all of this money where people tend to be very unhappy for some reason or other, as, as CM Punk once said, that should be like Disney world. It should be the happiest place on earth. But yeah. for some reason people just aren't happy there, you know? Yeah. And unless you're, you know, the top tier people and that's usually like maybe two, three tops in any given time, you know, reigns and I don't know, Rollins maybe. Well, and Cody Rhodes yeah. at this point. I mean, but he's he's been there for five weeks, so he's thrilled. He got a shit ton of money. And right, right, every, right. Every, everything's, everybody's farting, right. Uh, everybody's farting lilacs at this point. If you're Cody Rhodes, you know, everything's great. Um, but that, your fortunes can change pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, of course they can. Well, you know, the thing about, I, I've tried to, to break this Sasha Naomi thing down over the last few days and, and it's it's hard because you don't really know exactly what happened i think overall 
like myself and you, I, everybody seems to be behind Naomi and, and Tasha, whatever the reason is, whatever the actual reason is. It does sound like it was a, a respect and characterization kind of thing and or lack thereof with with them being champions. And, and if that's the case, then shit, I don't blame them. I, I, maybe they shouldn't have walked out on a Raw, but maybe things didn't unfold like they did until they did. And it just happened to be right before Raw, you know. Um, if that's the case, then so be it, you know. My thing is with with Naomi and 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 and, and uh, Sasha. I, I'm not saying they can't go out and get other jobs. Uh, they can. I don't. You know. I don't know what makes them happy. I. You know. I, I don't. I don't know that if wrestling is their happy place or whatever. I. You know. I. I, I just hope. I, I. I don't want to see them get tarnished in any way. I don't think it will. But see, Steve Austin, people bring up Austin. Well, Austin was fucking Austin. You know, if if somebody like goddamn Matt Cardona did that, you know, well, Matt Cardona did it. What? No. Okay. Well, big, but that's not, you know what I'm saying? There's a difference there. There's a huge difference. And I'm not trying to knock either one of them, but, but let's face it. They're not Austin. Nobody's Austin. Nobody's Austin. So. Don't compare him. If you want to compare that, maybe compare him to, I don't know, maybe like Adrian Neville when he walked out that time, when he was yeah. unhappy. Or like Pac walked out. I think it maybe. Yeah. But it always, so that's, that, the other thing is also when you when you walk out right as the show is starting, that's when you have leverage. I mean, people have always talked about this. If they're going to form some sort of union and have their voices heard, they need to walk out right before WrestleMania. Oh, there you go. Or at least uh, threaten. Well, yeah. At least threaten to. Here's your biggest show of the year. We're we're done if this if this this and this doesn't happen. Well, I'm just the reason. Now let me say this, let me, but but you're right. I, I but the what the reason I said maybe they have a little regret on maybe walking out when they did was only because of how it affected their peers, their their uh, the other wrestlers there. If it affected them in some negative way, just by the domino effect kind of thing, you know. If it that's how I would feel. Maybe they don't give a shit about that, but um. That, that was the only reason I said that. Not not because, oh, it, it hurts WWE in any way. You know, screw that. You know, you also but wonder see, how. Dude, this is- but but what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is like Dewdrop and Nikki just got dropped from the show because of it. Yeah. So, you know, Long I'm term. not saying that's the worst thing in the world, but 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 that 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 may be the only setback, if 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 at all, if anything at all. You long time. You also wonder since Naomi's married to Jimmy Uso, how this affects that whole situation, right? Yep, I thought about this that is part too, of, man. This is part of the you know the whole thing. So uh, we'll continue to watch it and see. I I just don't see for the people who have been over backwards to be contrarians and side with the WWE. I don't know how you side with the WWE in this situation. How do you it's possibly? <laughs> it's well, 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 one thing I thought about too is. You know, Sasha had that little little deal a couple of years or so ago. Exactly. Where where she took her ball and went home kind of thing. And I'm I'm still unclear I, I, or I just forgot exactly what that was all about. Maybe similar kind of things. I don't know. But 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 see, then she she came across and, and maybe this is how I perceived it. But she came across as 
being kind of a whiny child in that whole thing. Now, whether that was the case, I don't know, but that's the way it came across anytime I saw it or heard about it. You know, um, I think that was, I think that's been portrayed since then as a mental health issue. And then she built herself back and went to a dojo and everybody, I think was trying to think she was going to be the female Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was the, the guy who could push back against Vince on stuff. Um, I don't think there's ever going to be that person again. I don't think no. that's going to be tolerated. No. And I certainly don't think it's ever going to be tolerated from a female performer. That's well, just... I, you know, I, I well, see, I think she kind of falls not as bad as some of the other people, but I think she ultimately falls into that pack of people who they dropped the ball on when they came up from NXT. And the only thing that saved her and Becky and Bailey and Charlotte, well, maybe not all of them. I, I don't know about Charlotte, but at least her and Bailey, maybe, that saved those two were the fact that those four came up and they consider them the four horsemen. Kind four horsewomen, yeah. yeah. Four horsewomen and, and and that sort of thing. And, and they kind of kept in the spotlight and kept them built up a little bit. But overall, if you think about it, Sasha had a run or two at champ, but after that, they just kind of let her flap in the wind, kind of, you know? I think so, that was her point is she, she took one for the team into this tag team and then they, oops, they got it over. They were moving merge and now what we're, we're doing this. No. Well, I, you I, know, if that whole scenario is true that you were talking about with, with each of them going about Rhonda, uh, the, what I saw, I guess too, about the Rhonda and Bianca Belair, the whole singles thing. And then both of the, of uh, Naomi and Sasha losing to them that, the, yeah, that, that makes no sense. Why would he, why would they even do that with the division women's division as it is? Why would you take two people like that with belts, putting the belts on the table to right. go up against these people to just bury them, to just be buried when you got all these other women who could be going up against these girls, uh, women, girls, but when you, but when you, and when you go up to Johnny Laurinaitis or whoever, and you state your opinion, they're like, Oh God, you guys are just so entitled. You little bitches. Like, you know, you can't see, and they're always like, well, God, all you got to do is talk to us. We can, you know, we can change creative. We can do. I, I hope that Bruce Pritchard was in some way involved in this and in, 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 in terms of treating them like shit. I hope that, I hope that Bruce Pritchard is one of the guys that really treated them horribly in this whole situation. I always like this. I just always like to see his reputation take a big hit. Oh yeah. I just always like to see it. Uh, Cause he's always, you know, in these scenarios on his podcast, he's Mr. Cool. He's the greatest. He can do all this shit. And right, every, right. everybody's so stupid. Everybody's a bunch of marks and shit. I, I certainly hope that given a chance to rectify things or at least go in another direction, he acted like a complete spoiled ass child. Yeah. I hope okay, that's well, my, I, well, I, well, I'm, I'm with you. I kind of do too. Well, I, I will ask you this. Do you think we'll see either one of them anytime soon. And I know down 10 years from now, five years from now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the next few months, weeks, yeah. whatever. Do you think we'll see those two back at all? This is what I feel like is going to happen because this is, I think this is how this company works. I think they're going to rectify things in the short term and eventually they'll they'll hold this against them and they'll end up screwing them a year or two from now. That's, I mean, I, I feel like that's that's how this plays out. They get them to the, some, they get them back. Everything's fine. Oh, everything's healed. Uh, you know, water under the bridge. And then eventually six months, a year, whatever, down the road, they get a chance to really put the knife in the back of them. Yeah. And they kick their ass. I, See, I, like that I don't want happen. that to happen. I, I just, if that's going to happen, I, I just assume both of them go find other work somewhere because they yeah. can. 
I mean, I'm sorry if you know, that if if it's not WWE, if that's really what they want to do, but there's other shit they can do. They're talented. She's. I mean, like, I I don't know. Naomi's not going to have the WWE marketing behind her, but she could be on Dancing with the Stars, which is a huge platform for a lot of people. Oh, and okay, Sasha yeah. can Sasha can really try. Hey, let's see if you really these Japanese bona fides that you were talking about. Do you want to go wrestle for New Japan? There you Show go. me. Show me what you want there. Um, finally, since you were speaking of the four horsewomen, Ric Flair announcing that he wants to wrestle. Apparently, the speculation is he wants to wrestle one more match. 73 years of age. Conrad Thompson has uh, reassembled all of the four horsemen in one place for the first time. And for the last time, it is going to be Arn and Tully and Barry and Lex and Rick and JJ all together. And then they're still having problems finding opponent opponent for uh, Ric Flair. Steamboat says he was asked and would not do it. All of this very simply to means means to me that Rick is broke again. <laughs> once he once he broke up with Fifi, that was his money and his pipeline, and now it's done, and now he's broke. That's that's what it means to me. It's yeah. um it's it's disappointing. Oh, and by the way, they're calling it Jim Crockett Promotions presents in the classic, classic Jim Crockett Promotions town of Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I understand Jerry Jarrett's going to promote a, a show in Spartanburg. So uh, it's yeah, gonna, it's going to be great. <laughs> Nick Goulas presents live from the Richmond Coliseum. I think Fritz Von Erich's coming to Greensboro with his show. <laughs> I don't know. Ray Shire in Columbia looks like that's going to be like a huge deal. I don't. Roy Shire is going to promote a big, big match there. <laughs> that's going to be hot, dude. When you see Eddie Graham in Norfolk, you're it's like gonna, it. It's gonna be complete fucking insanity. Uh, that that Gene LaBelle show in Asheville, though, I think that's the <laughs> one I want to go to. <laughs> the Descendants of the Sheik present <laughs> Roanoke Madness 2022. Woo, hottest card on the East Coast. I don't I don't want to see. I mean, it's it's I don't want to see this. This is not how I want my hero to go who out. Who does, dude? Seriously. I, there's some people one who person think, who wants to see this. There's some people in the mainstream who don't follow wrestling who have seen him like in rap videos and stuff like that who are like, oh, great. It's like, it's, like, it's, it's a freak show. It's a clown show. I, I, no, just no. There's nothing good about it whatsoever. I think Conrad is learning about the perils of being his father-in-law. You know, I don't feel sorry for him. Well, Conrad's very successful at the mortgage business. There's of some contra- yeah. there's some controversy over whether certain people get paid when it comes to his podcast. But I mean, I'm sure Eric Bischoff's getting paid. I'm sure Jeff Jarrett's getting paid. I'm sure um, Bruce Pritchard's getting money. I'm sure those guys are. Now, there was some speculation, and I think Brian Last has talked about. It. He talked to Medusa when she did a podcast for uh, Conrad. Eh, not so much. <laughs> and and uh Damn. it was a, it was essentially a play for conrad to sit down like how much can i how much you want to sell them belts for <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what it I, is. i've already got a trash can i'm gonna put them in how much can you sell them belts for i can get <laughs> cassio kidding on dj at your wedding um <laughs> so yeah i i i'm not 
looking forward to this. Uh, it, it, it almost appears that Rick is um, insisted on dying in the ring. I was trying to make a list of the people who died in the ring, Owen being one of them. Um, Ted DiBiase's dad was another one who died in the ring. You know, he, he just, he, it, it, it'll, it'll never be okay for me because Rick had the perfect retirement. He had the, it was laid out. Give Vince McMahon credit for that. It was all rolled out. Shawn Michaels gave him the best retirement match anybody has ever had. Absolutely 100%. Rick had to do very, very little during that match. He got a massive payday for it. He got a great run for it. And, and who doesn't fought- remember that? It's 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 really one of the – I think it's one of the, the great memories of the 21st century for WWE. No and, question, man. No question. And then, he, you know, he does his shit with TNA, and you're like, ah. Couldn't you just let it go? But again, he was broke. And the best thing that came out of that TNA run was him and Jay Lethal doing their shit together because that was pretty entertaining. I give you that. But he he just did the thing where he would bleed every five seconds, right? Yeah. And now it's you know it's the Freak Show World Tour, and uh, I don't I don't know I don't know it doesn't really end until he he's dead right there in the middle of the ring turning blue, you know. It just bothers me, man, that what bothers me bad enough when people like Edge and and, and Brian Danielson and all come back from their injuries because you're always like, yeah, yeah, you know, every every time they make it crazy. But it's like Flair, you think dude was, and I know the kids these days use the word literally all the time. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. But when I say the man was literally on his deathbed. Yeah. He was literally on his deathbed. Yeah. And People then were, by some he, miracle, he comes back. Comes he, back. He kicks out of it. He kicks out. Makes Grim the baby face. Had him down. One, two. Oh. Baby out. face comeback. Here comes the baby face comeback. Man. I mean, people were people so, were were going to the hospital to like say goodbye to him. That that was happening. Exactly. So yeah. To say that, and then him coming back at his age. Now, now, if this was something crazy that happened, some automobile accident when he was, t- well, his plane crashed. The plane crashed, right? You know, let's let's just take that. I was going to say if it was some wrestler that was twenty years old and they had a car crash. Well, let's just take Flair himself. That's a perfect example. When he was younger, right. had the plane crash, broke his back. Well, God, you know, you'd think he's never coming back. Well, he was young, you know, he, he healed, he came back and you're like, oh, great. You know, but you don't think too much about it now at almost 80 years old and all the shit he's been through, including what we just talked about on his deathbed, he's coming back for this. You just to talk, to say that I'm cringing when he comes back is an understatement, man. It's just, I can't fathom that my brain can't fathom why he's even doing this. Oh, he's broke. I mean, that's, well, I mean, I don't care. I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll be broke. I'll be broke. <laughs> but so there, there's like, I'm just going to take the other side of this, like for you and me, because I, I have, there's a certain, I don't know. It feels like there's a certain responsibility if you're the hero of all these people. Like, as you know, like my favorite football player was Kenny, was Kenny Stabler. If I found out Kenny Stabler was broke and he's groveling down and around Alabama trying to sell crack rocks to make money, I'd be like, that would be like, oh, man, that's my dude. Why are you doing that? So 
if you're if you're Ric Flair or you're somebody if you're Hulk Hogan or if you're Stone Cold Steve Austin, it feels like there's an inherent responsibility for you to kind of live up to something because so many people, even in a fraudulent profession like professional wrestling, there's there's some sort of responsibility you have to carry yourself and not be like um Joe the auto dealer who's going bankrupt every four years, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> But I don't. But is it? That's kind of arrogant of us to expect that, in a, in a way. Well, I mean, if it's if it's for the well, yeah, I, I, yeah. But but uh, but if it's for the money, how much is he really getting paid for something like this? Well, and I, I think that's the other thing is like, Conrad. Oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> there, there's a reason that Conrad was welcomed into that family with open arms. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say that. Why? Because you know, he's a nice guy. I don't want to say that. Um, you know, he sees his son-in-law as a, as an endless ATM. But even Ric Flair what? at some point, maybe. Whoa! Come, come now. Even Ric Flair at some point was kind of like, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel ex- exceptionally comfortable with me. You just handing me money. Why don't I just work for it? You know. <laughs> Oh, what a concept. And, and then maybe Conrad goes, I don't think you should get in the ring. No, I'm fine. Look, me and Jay Lethal, I'm going to take bumps. I'm great. And I was like, okay. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, well, okay. If I don't even want him to do this, but if, if the, the scenario I saw had something like what you're talking about with against Steamboat, but the thing I saw had Flair and FTR against Steamboat and Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, I saw so, that. Uh, yeah, that so, okay. Now that one, that would be the. I'm not even gonna say I would give him a pass on that because I'm not. But if he if if he's gonna do it, I guess that would be the one to do just because he wouldn't have to be in there. But if he tries to go solo on somebody, for no. No, 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 no. So wait, wait a minute. But some some naysayers are gonna go. Well, why do you guys have a problem with Ric Flair getting out there at his age, but you don't have a problem with Ricky Morton get out getting out there at his age? Ricky Morton went on his deathbed for <laughs> you know two or three different times in his life. Uh, plus, he's also wrestling. Ten years. He's wrestling with his kid, so he's trying to make up for some lost time. I mean, there's some of that, right? Right. So. And and you know, Ricky Morton's liver's not about ready to cave in at any second. And, you know, Ricky Morton, I, I would go far, as far as to say he's not, in, you know, he doesn't look like Mr. You know, world right now, but he, I guarantee he takes care of himself. Yeah. Plus, better than Flair does. I think also there's like Ricky Morton has established that he's, he's broke all the time. <laughs> I think he's just kind of a step and we just expect it out of him, but like <laughs> that article, but, but, but see, he does it. He's like princess Diana was, man. He does it with grace. You know, he does it <laughs> well, but it, again, it's established behavior and he's not Ric Flair and he's not supposed to be on this, this other level. Like Ric Flair is, is in the Michael Jordan. Like that, that would, that would be the thing. Like if Michael, if you knew that Michael Jordan was crawling around, like begging people for work and was broke and shit like that. Right. You'd be like, Oh, but I think Michael Jordan even realizes he's got a, responsibility to kind of keep himself because he was he was just an idol to all these people right right 
Well, you get, have you gotten these various stories, these anecdotal stories from these people who have talked about Michael Jordan and this situation was with Charles Barkley and there was a homeless guy and Michael Jordan treated the guy like shit. Have you heard some of these stories? No. I no. got a, I got a, a famous hater at work and he's always talking about, yeah, Michael saw this guy and he saw it and he spit on him. And, he, <laughs> and this, this dude hates MJ so much. It's like, hey, I'll come up and go, hey, did they find out that, that Michael, J- Michael Jordan actually killed Kennedy or was that? <laughs> <laughs> did he, you know, did he, you know no, Dean Smith didn't just rub off on him for nothing. All right, hey, I'll, I'll just go over and go. Hey, um, did Michael Jordan fuck with the O ring on the Space Shuttle Challenger? <laughs> I would put it past him. I mean, they did that shit goes on all the time. He, he's God. got all these these alleged anecdotal stories of Michael Jordan being like so so shitty. And then I, I had to throw this one on him because I found this out listening to um oh the 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 Barry and Bowdrin podcast. When when Junkyard Dog died, Michael Jordan paid for his funeral because the guy was broke. He had nothing. And Michael Jordan made no no big deal about it, told didn't publicize it at all. But this guy is like a mid-south historian, and he says, absolutely. 100% when Junkyard died on the way to see his daughter graduate, either from college or high school, he fell asleep. He ran off the road and died. He had no money for a funeral. And Michael Jordan stepped in and just paid for it all. So I had there to throw that go. at the guy. Yeah. There's there's Dean Smith right there. That, that's what I'm talking about. Any other closing thoughts on another award-winning uh, episode of Katie Vick is Alive Alive? Uh, yeah, we have a, uh, I guess, coming up a, a mid-year report on WrestleCade. A uh, couple of oh, people yeah. noticed that are coming. I don't know if you saw. Um, <laughs> one, it's, dude, fabulous. Fucking Dale Torborg is coming. And I hope he has the fucking kiss makeup on. If he does, though, then like Gene Simmons will show up and serve him right there in Winston-Salem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's going to do he it. He will. He will. I just I, I just thought that was fabulous. That I only Dale want Dale Torberg to be in full gimmick if they have a midnight showing of Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. I would endorse <laughs> all of that. <laughs> oh man! Well, there, there was some other ones. I think I can't think of who, it, who they are now, but that was the one that really stuck out for me that, that I had to ask you about. I couldn't wait to get your reaction. You know, Torborg has done it right, and I think I think he's the conditioning coach now for the Chicago White Sox or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. He's done very well with the wrestling business. He dipped his toe in, and he got out when he needed to. And although he was not the original demon, you remember who the original demon was? Uh, it was a uh, Brian. Um, um, am I right, Brian? Brian, Brian cuts like a knife, Adams. Adams, yeah, yeah. Thank you, yeah. Big Brian Adams. Well, Shivani's going to be there this year. By the way, did you see that? Oh, Tony Tony Schiavone is going to be there. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't care about that. Normally, his football schedule, yeah, prevents him from coming. But for whatever reason, he's he's going to be there this year. So, but is Lois cool. is Lois going to be there? <laughs> oh no, no word on Lois. <laughs> Greensboro's very own Lois Shivani. Pumping out those kids like it ain't even a uterus. It's a drive-through. There you go. <laughs> uh, Bryant is followable on social media 
at Bryce Sports, B-R-Y Sports. That's on Instagram and also on Twitter. He is at B-Dub. Uh, he is at, actually, Stanley Jackson 23 on the TikTok. I am at B-Dub for reals. B-D-U-B number four, R-E-E-L-Z on the Instagram and Twitter. It's at Brett Whitmire, B-R-I-T-T-W-H-I-T-M-I-R-E. The show proper on Twitter is Katie Vick Alive, at Katie Vick Alive. And if you want to support what we do, it's very easy to do that. Father's Day is coming up. You need stuff. Get it from Amazon and get it through our store at katievick.com. That's katievick.com. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.